Hi, Lisa. How are you doing? Hi. How have you been? Great. Good, good hunkering in place. Um, you know, not much has changed for me in the day to day because I'm working from my home office, but no, no road warrior travel, yeah. which is probably a good thing. And I know here with my family. Good. Yeah. I know you I know you just wrote your book and we're planning a book tour and I know I got to go to one of your events before everything changed. Um but wow, things it took a different turn for you with that and are you planning to yeah. to go back out on the road once things settle down or Yeah, I hope so. And also, you know, just switching a lot to virtual. There's really you know, the whole um, publishing community is trying to figure out how do you do a virtual book launch. So um, my book came out February 26th. I think um, you were able to go to really the one, the only of the book signings. Um, and everything else really put on hold, but it'll either be delayed, we'll, we'll you know, sort of to, to be determined. Um, probably a lot will go to virtual and a lot will be pushed to 2021. But in the meantime, I'm really proud of the content. So we're trying to figure out ways to get the word out and you know share more about this this dynamic that i'm so fascinated with which is the interaction between mentoring and inclusion awesome well that's exactly why i wanted to talk to you today lisa and so i appreciate you taking this time for us um you know you and i worked together to build a women's leadership program and we wrote a lot of content around communication and gender differences in communication on teams and as we wrote that content, we never imagined a world that would be 100% virtual. And so I was wondering, what are some of the things you're seeing in your work that uh, in this virtual world that we're in that is showing up where there is difference between men, men and women and gender differences in communication? How do you see that showing up differently in a world that's totally virtual? Yeah, you know, it's an interesting question, and I think the answer is it's evolving. I'm actually surprised in the eight or nine weeks since we've been doing this, uh, you know, the whole world has sort of embraced Zoom, um, how much things have changed. But, you know, in, in the real world, when you're meeting uh, live and in person, there definitely is a palpable gender difference. Again, this, it's more of an archetypical difference. Not all women are one way, not all men are, the, are, are one way um, either. But typically, um, women feel much more, much more hesitant mm -hmm. to insert their voices, to um, interrupt, um, and that kind of thing. And as a consequence, often feel that they've been unheard yes. um, and or overlooked, right? Um, the thing that's so interesting about the virtual world is if you had asked me nine or 10 weeks ago, how would that translate to virtual? I would tell you, you know, it's still going to be an issue because people are going to, you know, you've seen it. The people start to talk at once and the yellow box that highlights who's speaking keeps moving back and forth and you can't understand anything. But I think what people are finding is that they're able to um, lean into the awkwardness of the communication. And then one of the ways that I think women can, well, first of all, embracing just the tool, the chat box, the hand raising and using those tools at the beginning of the meeting to say, you know what, I know it's, it's kind of awkward. Sometimes we might interrupt each other. Let's use these tools so we'll make sure all voices are heard. That's a great thing to do. The other skill that's an inclusive leadership skill that I think could be, is, could be so brilliantly used in the virtual world is the skill of, you know, it's called name the dynamic. Okay. You know, name the dynamic is like, you ever 
been in a conversation, Amy, where like you walk away and you're like, man, that was awkward. Yeah. I wonder what that was about, right? And you can't quite pin down what the awkwardness is. Or you're sensing some, you know, hostility and you walk away and you're like, what was that all about? Yeah. Right? Well, the leadership skill is a skill that very um, uh, gently, right, names what is happening so that you can address it without being accusatory. And in the virtual world, it's a, especially as new as we are to doing this, doing this by Zoom, mm-hmm. it can be really helpful. So it might look something like this. Hey, um, I know this yellow box has been moving back and forth, and I, I'm finding it a little difficult to get a word in edgewise here. Uh-huh. I know it's technology, but I'd like to blah, blah, blah. So it's really just calling out the elephant in the room in a way. You see how that wasn't, that wasn't like, Amy, you're not letting me talk. Yes. That was more blaming it on the technology, which is a really neutral thing. Yes. Very good. And, um, and that's a, that is a really practical tool, I think, that um, people can use. And I think it would be helpful in balancing that gender dynamic about this interruption or talking, each, talking over one another that can be so prevalent yeah. in the Zoom room. Do you think that that would be acceptable for women to use if they're feeling like they're not able to, they're not being allowed to speak in meetings where they might be in the minority? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really, really helpful for women to use. Um, I also think it's important not to bury that. If that's something that's persistent, mm-hmm. the tool that I gave is not a solution, right? The tool that I gave is just a tool. And so I do think if that keeps happening and happening and persisting, you know, after the meeting or in a separate context, addressing that head on is a really, really important thing to do, practicing that and the whole thing. But in the middle of a meeting with many people is not the time to have that conversation. Yeah. It's the time to manage that dynamic so you can have your own voice heard. Mm-hmm. So it's really a both and. The danger in a virtual world is that, you know, you when you're done, you shut, the, you shut Zoom and you're on to the next thing. And then you just kind of let it go until the next time and the next time. So it's still important to, to tackle that um, and to stop that cycle. But, um, but that's a tool we need to use. Yeah, can use it too, but I think it'll be particularly helpful for women. Yeah, a lot of people think that it's just a stereotype that men and women communicate differently in general. What do you think about that? Yeah, so I think that's a, that's a great question. There's a difference between an archetype and a stereotype, right? An archetype is information. Well, let's start with stereotype, right? Mm-hmm. Stereotype is the thing that we do where we take a little bit of information and we make a broad generalization and assume mm-hmm. that it applies to everybody. Right. An archetype is almost the converse of that. An archetype is when we take information and we use it to notice differences mm-hmm. that ha- or notice things that happen, notice dynamics that happen. So mm-hmm. there actually is a lot of data um, mm-hmm. that men and women tend to communicate differently. Again, there are women who fall out of those outside of those archetypes. There are men who fall outside of male archetypes. So it's just information that's good to know and important to know as you think about dynamics. It's not there to make judgments, but it's not just a stereotype. It really is an archetype. It's supported by all sorts of research. Um, when you look at the, at the majority of women and how we tend to um, interrelate, there really is a dynamic both in our body language, how we hold mm-hmm. ourselves. When we step in, a lot of women will wait um, until they feel 100% confident 
and confident to step in and say something um, as opposed to stepping in in order to feel confident, which is something that men tend to do. Uh, so this dynamic of being uh, on a Zoom with a lot of boxes and women might have, uh, might hesitate to speak up, uh, men might speak up more. Um, what would you tell men um, to be aware of as they're communicating in the virtual environment? And what would you tell women to be aware of? Yeah, well, that's such a good question. So what would I tell men to be aware of? I think I, I, would, I would tell men to be aware of the pause. Mm -hmm. and, to, and, to, and to insert the pause. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason they should be aware of the pause and to deliberately pause when somebody's, and by that I mean, when you're done speaking, mm -hmm. I do a one, two, three silent count in my mind, and then I start uh, in as opposed to, <laughs> you know, yeah. jumping in, right? Yeah. Um, and really inserting that. It's because it allows all voices to be heard as opposed to just the mm -hmm. loudest voice right, mm -hmm. to be heard um plenty of loud women by the way but it's just just in terms of women's reticence to move forward mm -hmm. for women i would say embrace the pause mm -hmm. when there's a pause really embrace that the other thing i would say to women is don't fall into the trap of turning off your camera because um, you don't think you look right or your office is too messy or anything yeah. like that yeah because we're balancing because, we're balancing so many things like right now i'm talking to you from my bedroom because my home office is being used. So, but you know, we're making it work. And so, yeah, why do you think the video is so important? I think in order to be seen, you have to be seen, right? As it sounds like Yogi Berra, but, but um, in order to be seen, you have to be seen. Mm -hmm. And there is no substitute for live, but mm -hmm. this is the best that we have. Yes. And if you are downgrading the, the quality of your communication by taking out the sensory um, experience of seeing yeah. each other, then you are um, you are making yourself more invisible, mm -hmm. um, which is really really hard. So if they turn the camera on, don't worry about you know how your cheekbones look, <laughs> whatever. Um, you know, not everybody's kind of in this work from home phase. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think one of the most beautiful things about that I think is happening in this time, Amy, is that when we see each other in our native and our, our home environment, yes, um, and you see, you know, a kid nearby or a favorite painting or your favorite flowers on somebody's desktop or, you know, a goofy drawing by somebody's kids or even like the messy coffee cup, there is a sense of intimacy and bonding yeah. that happens in, a, in relationships. Yes. That we just can't get in our in our over cleansified um, workplaces, and so yes. so, so use true. that to your advantage. You know, use yes. that to your advantage. I can remember conversations with you that we've done by Zoom, and I see your dog in the background, and we have a great conversation about how you got your dog, and you know all that. And it just it really helps to build those relationships. And the same is true um, in the group context as well. Yeah, that's really, that's really great. I love it. I love how just by being more human with one another, we can bridge some of those differences. And just by practicing the power of the pause in our communication, and then women seeing that opportunity to speak and taking it, you know, not waiting for permission, but just leaning into that and taking that opportunity to speak.
Um, but thank you for sharing those ideas and, and also that great tool on how to neutralize um, anything that isn't going well for you without feel, the other person feeling attacked. It's so great chatting with you, Lisa. I'm glad we could have this iced tea together and, um, and I hope to see you very soon. Thank you. Thanks, Amy. It was a joy. Take care. Bye.